What's good? You are now tuned into Aries Talking Sports Podcast. Where you two Aries toast with the most, or we're just some cool ass guys. Word. I'm Reg the Prime Minister. And I'm Smurf. Yo, rock out with us weekly as we give you our sports views and opinions on any and everything dealing with sports. Combined with humor, heartfelt conversation, and of course, some dope ass Aries energy all in one podcast. So enjoy. Are we live? We, we good? We recording? Yeah, we recording. Okay. What's up, everybody? Aries talking sports. We back. Yes, indeed. From hey. sunny, sunny Florida. From Miami, Florida, that is. So, yes, uh, we do apologize for this episode being late, but we don't care. We told y'all last week that it might have been late uh, due to the fact that uh, we were meeting up in Miami and we wanted to do this shit on location. So, we actually, we actually live on Instagram as a you know as a trial so the people that the people that uh, actually rock with me on my personal you tap in you can get this live as we record and then of course we're gonna try and get this episode out before we get too drunk <coughs> my nigga we gonna see <laughs> but yeah, try. Um, try. But of course, this has been a uh, this has been a hell of a hold up, dog. Hold up, we got a we got an intro. We got an intro in right. Oh, we got, we got an intro yeah. in right. Yeah. What, what are we doing? This, this red prime minister, if you love my asshole. Y'all know how we do. Um. But yeah, it's been a dog. Since last week, it's been a lot. A lot has happened. A since lot has happened since the final. Yeah, and we we gotta talk about the finals. We gotta talk about uh shit. All kind of tragedy that that happened in the sports world. Uh, I mean, we've had a lot, but we hey, we gonna we gonna we gonna give it to y'all. We gonna start right off with the with the. Men's college. We gonna talk about UNC real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the let the residential load in the deck. Let the let Mr. Prime Minister talk talking shit about his team. They they got them a new uh a new commit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, it's it's a great thing actually. Um, but um. You know, it, it builds expectations too. So now, th- this team is probably expected to win a national championship. And uh, you know, like just getting your hopes up every year. <clears throat> you come in and you like, you think your team is good enough for what they are. But like, I'd rather not have that pressure. Of, right, um, right, right. But know, I'm, I was gonna say, I think y'all had that pressure anyway because how yeah, many? Without Pete Nance, you're right. right. With, with how many? How many uh, people that y'all return? Mm-hmm. Like y'all gotta, shit, y'all squad is is ready. Y'all got a ready made. Y'all got a ready made squad. They're battle tested. We know they're battle tested. Mm-hmm. And for for them to add Pete Dance, so Pete Dance uh, is coming from Northwestern. Yep. He's uh, a standout. He's runner standout, up. Standout. Uh, what Ford? Yeah. Yeah. Runner up player of the year for the for the conference. Yeah. So that's big. Yeah, average 14, 6 and 2. I mean, shit, can't beat that. Yeah, big man, like 40, 42, yeah, 45 point, 45.2 for 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good add on piece. It's very, very, very. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like it. I can't wait for the season to start, man. But um, hopefully, uh, we play like we did last year, and the, the, that pressure, and you know, to be great and to win, don't you know? Because a lot of it's rare that you know a team come in favored to mm-hmm. to win it all and actually do that. You know right. what I'm saying? So it, it it don't happen a lot. So. But shout out to the Tigers though, and, oh, and yeah. Hubert Davis, man, in general. <laughs> Hubert Davis, man, he, he is at, he is making a, a mark, like a big mark, early. Right. And he haven't even been a coach for a full a full year yet. You know. So. Yeah. Hey, you trying mm-hmm. now? Now we're starting to see. Now we're starting to see what what he's he's putting in. He's implementing for hit what he sees right. UNC to be. Under under his watch, so mm-hmm. so yeah. Now we're starting to we're starting to get starting to get his, his recruits in and, and see what kind what kind of team he's gonna build from here. Right. I mean, shit, you already got your national championship, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's only up from here. Right. So yeah, shout yeah, out right. shout out to uh, to the Tar Heels man and and, and locking locking in a, a big time recruit. Was, uh, I want. I guess he's a big time recruit. It's a big time to me. I would it's say a big addition. I was going to say it's a big time recruit on the strength of of what what he's capable of. An experience. Yeah, he um, has that experience. Yeah. It's not like you're. It's not like you're bringing in a uh, a freshman. A right freshman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you you get an experience. You're getting somebody who's battle tested. And shit. I mean, you can only. It's only up from here, man. Uh-huh. Let's jump to um. Let's hit the WNBA real quick. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of football. <clears throat> but uh, this Brittany Griner situation, it, it keeps, uh, I, don't, I don't like calls. Um, most recently, you know, um, anniversary phone call. She, um, I guess it was a scheduled, scheduled phone call that was supposed to happen between uh-huh. her and her wife. Didn't for happen. The, yeah, for the four-year anniversary. Um, so now, you know, um, I guess... People are saying that they, you know, they're losing confidence in the Biden administration. They're not doing nothing. Um, but I mean, I think we beating a dead horse when we talk about it because, you know, now that I think about it, because like, like we said on, you know, numerous episodes, what can they actually do? I, I mean, I mean, besides go over there and, you know, it's stuff they can do. I think it's just because we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it, like we're not visibly seeing it, is what the issue is. So, I think that's what the problem is. Like, there's nothing that's being said. Like, the the administration hasn't said anything to be like, okay, here's what we're doing to try and get Britney back. And that that's the that's what the main issue is. There, there's like no, there's no. There's nothing verbal being said, or uh-huh. you know, there's no visual for it right now. Uh-huh. Everything's just what we're getting, you know, via Twitter or the news uh-huh. or whatever, you know. So that's where the frustration is coming in. At, so. Question on that. So, how do you feel now about like people going overseas to play? Do, do you think it's going to be this is going to be more of a like something that like detracts people from doing it? Um, I don't, me personally, I don't think so. I don't think so because my, well, depending on the country. Yeah, it, but for the most part, I think Russia may be 
there may be a halt in playing in Russia, but as far as like uh, just playing overseas in general, like I don't think it's going to stop the women from going over there because they, uh, again, they they it's not like they make a lot of money in the WNBA. So to to fill in that to fill in that void, they they go overseas to play. So I, I don't see it. I don't see that shit stopping no time soon, man. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, what one of them? But um, I'm just saying, yeah, Russia, Russia. If I if I'm if I'm in the WNBA, those motherfuckers from Russia. I don't care what the bag is. Yeah. <laughs> and Russia is like one of the countries that that really give out the bag. Because uh-huh. I think uh, Brittany Brittany Griner was getting paid like at least a mil to go over there and play. So I mean, shit. When you're when you're making like. 40, 50,000 a year, and then you go over to damn Russia and you get paid a meal for like a couple months. You know, yeah, I will leave. I will leave Russia alone. But um, let, let's get to the NFL, man. Let's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because <laughs> this is kind of uh, well, I guess we can we can hit the shine real quick, man. Because that seems like the news that's mm. old by now, like everything else. But um. It's old, but it's still ongoing. Right. Um, so this week, um, you know, they said that he settled 20 of the 24 uh, cases mm-hmm. alleging of sexual misconduct. Um, hey, that's a lot. That's a lot to get cleared in 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 one swoop. But and they said the other four are working on a. I guess they're in the process of settling too, but they're working yeah. on a. a a large, a large I was gonna say, it, I was like gonna say yeah, it, it's gonna be. Um, I mean, but we 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 called this. We we called this, and I mean, it's sad to say, but it's a number thing. So, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta, we gotta roll with it. <laughs> gotta roll with it. Yeah, but. You know when 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 it first comes out and you talk about it, mm-hmm. like and they and they're like, no, we're not looking for this or that. We're looking for justice. But now you're settling, like right. you know what I'm saying? Like that. You you you're pretty much negating. You you're pretty much uh, negating what you what you said originally, right? Because like if you're set, if you're looking for justice, then you're gonna continue to push. You're gonna continue to push this on. Mm-hmm. And, and try and seek justice, uh-huh. but of course, we know how this game goes. Uh, you know, if the, if the number if the number is right, the number's right. They gonna you know they gonna they gonna go ahead and take that number and, and go about their life. Yeah, man. I mean, it's nasty, but yeah, it's a it's a dirty game. It's like anytime you're dealing. Anytime you're dealing with with something like this, especially when when the court is involved, and mm-hmm. money's involved, like it becomes nasty. Right. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna it's 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 to to me it's made that way. It's made to be nasty. It's made for people to muddy that shit up mm-hmm. because of the fact that okay, if I if the justice system is not going to to do to do what's right, then yeah. Let me see how much money I can get out of small pups, right? And and I get that part because okay, um, 
they already threw it out, you know, the bars in the uh, what was it, silk terminal, right? Yeah. So no one's gonna be found guilty. No one's gonna be found innocent. Right. Basically. So I guess it comes to the point of, okay, what am I gonna get out of this? I, I like nothing's gonna happen. So I might as well get something. Right. I guess. Which is like I said, if you. If he's actually guilty, and you know he's guilty, and you want just to be served, settling is still crazy, but you know, um, so whatever. And the, the uh, possible year suspension. Uh, it's the, it's the NFL, so a possible year suspension is. I mean, it's it's there. I I can see them doing it. I mean, shit. What's another year for him? He's already set out what two years already? A year? Yeah, years? but I guess depending on his the passion he has a place. Yeah, um, but do you, do you take legal action? Uh, I do. Fuck it. What you got to lose? I would too. What you got to lose? That's my thing. You you don't have you have you don't have anything to lose by by uh, appealing uh, a year suspension because you've already you've already set out a year uh-huh. get traded you uh, you fucking come back you know you come back you, you try and get everything once they cleared once they cleared once they cleared them of the criminal charges it's like oh shit you good. Because right. after this, it, like you said, it's, it's in the NFL's hands, and their so-called investigation is still ongoing. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what else they're gonna find. Other than that, and, and with twenty, with, with only four cases left, mm-hmm. like, shit. so I don't even think they're looking for anything in the the four cases. I think they're trying to find something in all of it yeah. that maybe has not been found or talked about or said, which still makes no sense to me, but. I mean, what do we know? Yeah. <laughs> we just, we just, two, we just two regular ass niggas talking sports. Right. I mean, I, just them having their own separate investigation just makes no sense. Right. right. Well, whatever. Um, but man, let's give a shout out to uh, Melody Hobson. Yes. Yeah. Big, 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 big. Cause that this is a, a boys' club that you know, hell, that's hard for black people in general again. But then you talk about a black, black woman. woman. Oh yeah, yes. For those of y'all know Millie Hobson, she um <clears throat> is part of the group of uh that uh I guess bought bought state or invest in uh the Denver Broncos. So she's yeah she's she's the part owner. Yeah, she she, 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 has, a, uh, she has joined the Broncos ownership, uh-huh. uh, but. Doing a doing a quick research, I you know, of course got to do got to do the research on, on who we talking about. She's the co CEO of Aerial Investments and is the chairwoman for Starbucks. On top of other, she's been the chairwoman of other um, of other major companies such as DreamWorks. Um, and so she's the first, she's the first black woman, uh, first black woman to be chairperson of uh, S&P 500 company. 
Uh, she's been listed one. Uh, she's been listed as one of the most powerful women in 2020. And here's what got me: she's married to fucking George Lucas. So, and for the people who do not know, George Lucas is the motherfucking director of all your Star Wars movies. Yep. <laughs> so, hence the reason why she she's been a part. She she's had her her feet her toe into the dream work and all this other shit. Cause her husband and I mean shit, that's a shit. Now that's a fucking power couple right there. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's, it's, hopefully, it's a step in the right direction mm-hmm. for you know women specifically, yes. but also you know black women, and hopefully more African Americans in general. You know because it ain't too many you know that have spots or seats in the NFL like that. Right, right, and and we and like we said, it's uh, a bit. A, a boys club, uh, a white boys club. So for her to be able to to be a part of this and, and be a part of this group and and be able to to break to break uh, this this barrier for like you said, not only for black people but for for women as well. Like shit, it's major. So. Definitely got to give a shout out to Um, I guess NFL. Um, Gronk retired again. Again. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I saw it coming. Yeah, I'm shit. Fuck it. What way to go out? Then on the motherfucking hat. You win the motherfucking Super Bowl. Fuck this. I, I came back. Hey, Tom. Tom hit me up. Asked me to come back. I, you know, linked up with my dog. We wanted chip. He continued to play. Bitch, I'm finna go. I'm finna go make this other money. I'm about to go make this endorsement money. Like I was, I was done. I was done when you called me the first. <laughs> right. Like, nigga, I don't want to take this beating no more. Um, yeah, there's you know a couple people saying that uh, they think he'll be back. He just don't want to go to training camp and all that other shit. Which I, I don't know. I was just saying, back to training just don't go to fucking training camp. I don't see that happening. I think I, I think he's probably done. Um, and I mean, he, last season he, he wasn't the you know in the best condition. Not not far as in his athletics, you know, ability, whatever. Else, but he's just you know the hits, the beatings, all the other stuff. You know, um, and that shit so, takes a toll. Absolutely, that shit takes a fucking toll. He's a physical player. Yeah, and, and for. Like you say, he's a physical player, but like he he's so he's so versatile, versatile in the way he plays. Like he can he can block, he can catch, you know, he can run. Like he can do all the he can do everything that you that you need him to do. And and so when you have a person like that, like you, of course they're gonna try and use you up. But with him being as smart as he is, like, this shit hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he passed away Monday of uh, natural causes, which in itself is kind of, um, I don't know, uh, passed away natural causes, and you talking about a, a man that's under the age of, you know. Uh, yeah, he wasn't even shit. I don't even think he was yeah. 25. Right, because that, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Under the age of 25. But so. I think he had a lot going on. So, like, I saw right. a tweet, from, especially yeah. from uh, Dane, mm -hmm. and he was like, you know, to, like, they posted a side by side. Yeah, they said, how'd you go from this to this? Yeah. And it was just like, you never know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. and, and I think he had like, he had like an issue prior to even getting to the league with that. So then for you to make it, you know, work, work your ass off, make it to the league, get to, get to play in the league. But then, you know, something happens and, and it's like, it, it's like, I would say it's like, like you being in AA. Like you work your ass off to go through these steps, you know, to go through the program and then, you know, something happens and then you have a relapse. Uh -huh. So I feel like that's what happened. That's what happened. Not saying that he was, you know, alcoholic or anything, but just the situ whatever situation it was, it right. just drew him into into a dark place. Yeah. It drew him into a dark place and he just went into what whatever his comfort zone was. So, uh, again, definitely condolence to, to his family. Uh, rest in peace to, to the young man. It, it, it's like you said, it's, it's always hard to talk about stuff like this. Uh, when, especially when they're super young. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, dog, think about, <laughs> think about when we was like, right. when we was fucking 23 mm -hmm. in, in our younger 20s. Like, mm -hmm. we, fresh, we was fresh in our military career. Yep, absolutely. So, so it's just, it, it's always, it, it's hard to always kind of go through and look at when when you see it, somebody who's super young from mm -hmm. the past like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the finals, man. It seemed like it was like months ago. Like that shit. Dog, that shit. Over, what? It's been like two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um. Of course, you know. Of course, y'all know. Golden State closed it out. Uh, four two. They went on to win what three straight. Oh, dog. So just imagine had that kept going. Yeah. Like after the fucking game four, you know, it was like game three. Game three happened, they was like, all right, uh -huh. we found our groove. We we know what we gotta do. Uh -huh. Game four came, Steph went off, game five, fucking Wiggins showed up, game six, everybody, everybody, everybody did their thing. And it was just like it and again, as much as I am a Celtics fan, I was like, you can't beat that experience can't beat that experience you got three you got your core play you got three the three core players that they that they built this team around mm -hmm. still there 10 years strong pretty much and they know how they know how they they want the shit to work they know how it looks they know they know what success looks like so it's easy to to get to get these young boys together throughout the season be like okay here's what you're gonna see here's what you're gonna see throughout the season but when we get to this postseason we gotta ramp this shit up right. and, and for jordan Poole 
to come along. Andrew Wiggins. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. Because he what 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 people will consider a bust. He's what you he what we would consider a bust because he was drafting number one. But for him to finally find a team that suited him and for him to take advantage, not only being an all-star this year, but then to to be a key piece into into Golden State winning. Yeah, like he was left for dead, man. He was left for dead. He was, and and I don't think he should have been, because the talent was there. Like the talent had always been there, but you look at who he played for. He played for the fucking Cavaliers. No, no, he ain't even played for them. Oh, he just got no. Yeah, yeah, So he played for the played for the T Wolves. Played for the T Wolves. He was like. They never, they never put a team that complimented him. But again, I, I mean, I guess complimented could be. I, I guess you could use that. I guess. Um, I, I, I always thought they had a, a team. It's just they always they, they had a good young yeah they had a good young squad. Jimmy Cat. Um, oh yeah, Jimmy was. I forget. Yeah. I forgot. Zach Levine. That's Zach Levine before Zach Levine well, yeah, yeah, made but, that turn. Cause yeah, he but, didn't make that didn't make his turn until he got to Chicago. Uh-huh. Like his turn. So Zach's turn was it was starting to he was starting to make the turn before they got him out of there. Uh-huh. Like it was starting to he was starting to make that turn and then once he got to Chicago, like he motherfucker, he changed his whole game around. Yeah. He just found Wiggins just found that right system, man, and you gotta give major credit to the Golden State Warriors front yeah. office. Um, the fucking Timberwolves gave them assists yeah. and assists, you know, for getting Wiggins, but also the um, Brooklyn Nets too. Yeah, because they they basically gave uh, the Warriors Angelo uh, Russell, yeah. which was the piece they used to get Andrew Wiggins. They often say, so, and, and so here's the part where where Joe Laker was like we're light years ahead of everybody else. This is the part that he was talking about. Everybody thought he was talking about in the moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, like, and when you look at it, they draft well. They draft well. Yeah. Even after, even after them getting Steph, Clay, and Draymond, mm-hmm. like you continue to look at how they drafted after the fact. Uh-huh. And and like you said, the, these pieces that they these drafted, it's turned into a, a Johnny uh, a Kaminga. It's turned into a Jordan Poole. Yeah. It, like, so it's, it's adding these, they, they've been able to take these Take these picks and then turn uh-huh. them into something that that's going to continue uh-huh. to move forward. And, and got got KD to actually do a signing trade. So right, that was a big piece. But um, Golden State tanked the season. No, I don't care what nobody say. They, they tanked the season. With that that year that Steph only played what seven eight games. He broke his hand. He yeah. broke his hand. He broke his hand mid season. Right, and 
they was like, oh, it's, it's just an eight, eight week injury. Yeah. And it and that shit turned out, ended up being the rest of the season. But I mean, what's the point Wait, of bringing them back out there for, for a shit season? <laughs> I would take two, but it's a smart, again, light year, like we're light years ahead of you, nigga. <laughs> I mean, you can't, that shit. I I chalk I, I chalk that up to to good ass management, and, and I think that's what I, I I've always said. Like their management has always been top tier. Like what other management has been able to pull in a a fucking KD after you have a fucking seventy three and nine season? It, well, and a big part of that is because they are not scared to go into that luxury tax. Exactly. They, you know they not even close. So, and I mean, I guess when, when you have the money and the resource and everything else, then it's good. You know, they can do that. But, you know, a lot of these other teams, it'll be hard to, like, you can't expect, you know, some of these smaller market teams to actually do that. Right. They might, you know, they might fold. But, uh, but, but that also goes to the point that, like, they don't believe in their process. It, it, to me, it, it's like they don't believe in their their process of what they're trying to accomplish to to build their team. Uh-huh. And I mean, you because OKC, Russ, K, Russ, KD, and Harden, but you you so fucking scared to go into this luxury luxury tax, and you had actually you had four with with the Bucks. So you have these four pieces. But when when shit hit the fan and it was time to spend some money to to keep your core, you like nah, we can't we can't go into this we we can't hit this luxury. Fuck that! I I take the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in hindsight, I, they probably they they would probably do it. You know, now that there's a model, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, been yeah. done. You know, because there wasn't really a, a model. Before. But they could have been they could have been the model. Yeah. yeah. Somebody got to be the first to jump out there. And it just so happened that they wasn't. Um, they were kind of scared. Um, but, you know, just to close the, the Warriors and the finals out, man, um, that game four, like when I text y'all, this is over. Yeah, it, they, they, they took, um, they, they, that, that was a, a crucial loss for them. Yeah. So that took everything out of they, took all the win out they sell. Um, you know, and then for the next game for Steph to even have a have a shit game, and the Warriors still win. Right. You know what I'm saying? That that shows that shows you all, what, yeah. all, all, all what you needed to know. Yep. Right there. Um. But yeah. Um. Uh, but you know, shout out to the Warriors for winning. Yeah. Shout out to Boston for um. <laughs> for actually making it there, and you know, um, um, because it's a young team, um. Uh, I, I want to see how this process works for them. Far as yeah, I want to touch on. I want to touch on my toughness yeah. real quick. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I need y'all to pray. I need y'all to. First of all, Jason Tatum. Um, because I heard that he was supposed to. Ch- he's going to change his name twenty or his number twenty four. Don't. Just. That whole mama mentality, just let it be what it's supposed to be, a mentality. That that's more of a we'll mind that's first, more that's yeah. more of a mind thing than it is anything else. Yeah, you gotta but, get uh, it. But uh But I need both of them to fucking practice on their dribble. 
Y'all niggas had way too many fucking turnovers off the dribble, like trying to go to the hole. Especially Jalen Brown. Every time, that's why I was like, every time Jalen Brown went to the cup, he he looked out of control. Uh-huh. And it's like, dog, you gotta. But out of the both of them, Jalen Brown showed up the most. Like he was the most consistent. Because for Jason Taylor, I think what he had thirteen points in that last in, in game six. Thirteen. Uh-huh. Jason Jason Taylor settles a lot. He does. He settles a lot. Because uh, again, that Kobe, that, Kobe, Kobe. That, that Kobe mentality. Uh-huh. But again, Kobe, Kobe was night in, night out in uh-huh. the fucking gym. Like Kobe was a borderline psychopath. Uh-huh. Like like our like our goat. Right. <laughs> and we gotta understand. Um. um Kobe wasn't like the player, like the player that Jason Tatum was trying to be, and a lot of these other, you know, stars are trying to be. Younger Kobe was was not. I'm not gonna say he was like Mike, but you can see the, the similarities because the more they got into their career, that's when you start seeing the back to the basket game. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that like we know Kobe, you know, from younger, you know, being uh, slashing, driving, dunking on people. Oh, same, same with Jordan. Same, yeah, same with. So if we go back and look at a lot of our top players, so Jordan, Kobe, Ray Allen. Ray, everybody thinks that Ray Allen is, was fucking shooting. No, Ray Allen would take that bitch and put that bitch on your head. Mm-hmm. Grant Hill. For our younger crew, if you never saw Grant young Grant Hill, go look up Grant Hill at Detroit. Vince Carter, T-Mac. Yeah, Vince Carter, T-Mac. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just so many, like, so many of your so-called high flyers. Like they started at the rim and then they worked their way out. And there's nothing wrong with having that back to the basket game as Tatum is, is using a lot. But like I said, I think he settles a lot because he gets so dependent on it instead of like, okay, he can take this guy to the hole, but he'd rather take this mid range or you know back to the basket. Fucking game. Hand in, yeah. So in, in that again, that's the that whole Kobe mentality. Everybody thinks that they're Kobe. And want to shoot that shoot that fadeaway with fucking two three hands in their face, right? Like, like a lot of times he was doing that because that's all the the shot that was the shot that he had to take, and not the shot that he was like, man, fuck that, I can. Well, I don't know because Kobe was that motherfucker that he he thought that he could take everybody, everybody on. But that was that was younger. That was that was. Number eight Kobe and not number twenty-four Kobe. Because yep. number number twenty-four Kobe, he matured a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, he matured a hell of a lot more, and you, sh- you saw his shot selection become better. And again, same with Jordan, same with everybody else. You know that we mentioned, like like it started out at the rim, and then they started working them, themselves away from the rim. But their side, you know, they they had to make sure that. The shot selection that they were taking was a good shot. So, but uh, I, I was highly disappointed in Jason Tatum, especially especially for people deeming him as becoming a superstar. Uh, he's an all-star. Uh-huh. Not, not yet a superstar. He's getting there. Like, too big. Like, like, lights way too bright. 
Life is too bright. I mean, it's, it's the finals. I get it. But uh, I think that's a growing pain. That's a growing pain for him, him and uh, him and Jalen Brown. But for them to to work through all the chatter about the oh you should trade you, you need to trade one of them, and for them to work through it uh, along with Marcus Smart, I think that the that that three right there, if they can keep that three together. Uh, in Boston, they'll, they'll be they'll they'll do well. They'll they'll be fine. Yeah, and, and Marcus Smart too, man. He he for me he takes a lot of uh, when we when you want to talk uh, about yeah. bad shots, you know <laughs> shots, you know, because I think you know you have to have you know an understanding of okay who who what role this person plays on the team, what role this person plays, what role this person plays. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time Marcus Smart assumed the alpha. Okay, give me the ball and clear out role, which that's right. not his role. Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand, you know, your your supposedly top two players, best players aren't like being aggressive or they're cold right now, but that's just not Marcus Smart. Like right. Marcus Smart is never the guy that I that I say, hey, clear it out. Clear it out. Let it you know what I'm saying? No, no. Like, you know, <laughs> hey, hey. ISO, ISO, ISO. <laughs> Oh, Marcus Smart, you, you should not come down and call your own number. Hey, you go set this motherfucker back kick and just be ready if the ball swing back around. Three. Right, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, so the draft happened. Um, yes. There were a lot of trades. Oh, um, man. So many trades. Yeah, which I'm not even uh, I'm kept, not, kept up to. Nope. And it really don't matter right now because I'm pretty sure there'll be some more moves by the time we record again. So yeah, we'll have more of a uh, idea, understanding. Uh, one, two, one, two, and three: Pablo, Chet, and uh, Jabari. I think, it, and it was just—it was just really a coin flip of who needed what. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't, regardless of who drafted who. To me, I don't think they would have been wrong. Uh, yeah, you know, we just looking, just in, and of course, like for us, our thing with Chet is body, <laughs> like his body size. But again, we motherfuckers did that shit with KD, and look what KD turned out to be. <laughs> Not saying he's going to be KD, but we're just saying like how slender KD looked the same way Chet looked in the fucking draft. And then KD became the fucking most lethal fucking shooter on the fucking court now. But KD is aggressive too, though. Yes, that ain't. But um, hey, we need to retire. Like, stop. Retire the phrase unicorn. Everybody's a like anybody tall these days. The only unicorn out there is KD. Right. KD and well, I would say LeBron, but LeBron's a fucking alien, right? But <laughs> as far as in the order, I don't see nothing wrong with it. I think, nah, I, nah, I, nah. Do, I, I, I think they went to, to the team that they were supposed to. I do think Paulo was the best player. And and that that was my thought when I saw Duke and Gonzaga play. Yeah. When 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 Paulo gave him that work in that first half. Oh, my God. That it, that was he it put, was sign and seal for me right yeah. there. I, I, I thought I thought for Orlando, between it was going to be between Pablo and Jabari. Mm -hmm. I, I did not see... Um, I did not see Chet being the number one pick. Oh, he, again, he could have been, but I don't think that I don't think Chet would have been the fit for Orlando. No, no. Um, I, you know, I think I think it's more hype built around Chet than anything. I, I think he is. It's all hype. Um, I do like him. I although I do like him in OKC. 
they have a they have a good young team. And then to fill him in, I think they they need to get a good vet at OKC. Yeah. I'm not gonna say he's not good. Um, I just I, I think the height. Yeah, the, the yeah, it's all it's always and, the height. I think is you know especially for, for them looking for you know a great white height. But it's always been the height from from Gonzaga players. So yeah. think about uh fucking Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison super height. Jalen uh, Suggs. Suggs actually done has done well yeah. uh, out of the, out of that group from from Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs has, has probably been the, he's been the one that that represented Gonzaga well. Um, who else? Who else from fucking Gonzaga that was like hyped up? Uh, huh. Well, uh, you no, know, it wasn't Jimmer. Yeah, because Jimmer, Jimmer was. Oh, where did Jimmer go? He went to Creighton. Yeah. Jimmer went to Creighton. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna. That's what we're gonna do this summer. We're gonna play. We're gonna. We're gonna have a game where who we play for. We're gonna do one for college. We're gonna do one for the pros. We're gonna look up some. We're gonna pick like five or five to seven random ass players. Who we play for? Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of any. I'm trying to think of from Gonzaga because because Gonzaga Gonzaga just always been that they've been a good team. For the conference, yeah, but they never had like a super. They've had standout players, uh-huh. but when they get to the once they got to the league, like you never you never hear about them. Uh-huh. Yep. Um. Any any surprises for you in the draft? Uh, my might as well be fucking trades. Uh, shout out to a uh, young man that got drafted to Detroit. Jaden Ivey? Yes. Okay. Because his mom played, she, she played in the WNBA early. Uh-huh. So to see that come full circle where she played professionally and, and now he, he's drafted. You know, that was dope to see. That was good. That was a feel good story. Uh, you pushed out uh four, four, four picks. Uh, you know what the for, surprise for me was? No Carolina players. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I kind of expected that. Well, I thought Brady would go second, yeah. second round. Yeah, but because that's what I was, I was looking. I was scrolling. I was like, hold up, no UNC players. I, I, yeah. I thought you know that that struck me. Um, but Manic, yeah, but Manic signed with, like we discussed before, before we uh, recorded, Manic signed with uh, Charlotte. Uh, what you call it sign with the Knicks? Who that? Garrison Brooks. Okay. Which, you know, he transferred, but he, he, is, he is a target. <laughs> he, four, four years, he, you know, four years, four years. Um, uh, I know Alabama, J, JD, uh, Davey, Davey, signed with, he signed with Boston. Yeah. Um, y'all uh, he signed with Boston. He, uh, no, he signed with Boston. He, he didn't get drafted. Oh, they drafted the third. Oh, shit. I just saw that he signed with him. I, I didn't see. Yeah. I skimmed, I, I'm not even going to hold you. I skimmed the fucking draft prior, prior to uh, getting it on. But, uh, and it's just because travel travel and then trying to make sure we got this episode out uh, 
one thing I do want to talk about about the draft, and it's not necessarily so much about the draft. Before we go go away with it, um, the guy that the Knicks drafted, uh, Osumain Dane. I'm pretty sure you saw um Stephen A's reaction, you know, and everything when he got drafted. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't, I, I didn't I hate. Like, it. I, I didn't like. I hate it. I hate because it's New York and these niggas are extra. But so so the thing is, and I'm talking about the fans. Yeah, I'm talking about fans. The fans, yeah, but more more or less Stephen A because of who he is yeah. and, and his influence and you know yeah. how things go. So just imagine this. That's your son that gets drafted. Yeah. And that, that's his moment. Yeah. But all the headlines, the biggest news about that particular draft is Stephen A. Stephen A. Yeah. And that's your son. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like he is, like, you know, my son. Like, right. what is he, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I hate it for that for that aspect. Like, you know, I, I think that's a little too much, man. You're talking about a young man that's, what, 22, 23, probably maybe younger than that. You know what I'm saying? And and his moment, his first big moment in the spotlight, on uh, not even national, you're talking about uh, the world stage. It's Stephen A. Smith basically saying, you ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? All because that wasn't the pick that that wasn't right. the pick that he wanted the Knicks to get. Nigga, you Stephen A. Stop it. You know the fucking Knicks can't draft. That's I mean that's terrible, Nigga, man. I can't. Like, you know you know fucking James Dolan and them boys are trash at drafting. Go go look at the history. Yeah. You know um, ooh, man. One of the, these motherfuckers gonna run into the right one one of these days. Like oh Stephen man. A. Skip skipping uh Russell going at it right now uh you no know, because of uh. Had something to say about Russ again, called him Westbrook. No, Russ was like, um, what he tweet last night? He was like, hey, hey, don't uh, don't say nothing about me that you wouldn't say in my face. And and I mean, and I, I feel him. Yeah. I feel him because even when it comes to fans, like these motherfuckers jump on Twitter, these motherfuckers like to jump fly and say some shit, and then when when a motherfucker really address them, whether it be a Twitter or to their face, oh, you know, I'm just a fan, blah blah blah. You can be a fucking fan and not do that shit. It's you know, <laughs> on to something else real quick too, man. Yeah, like. I got like I right, I got I got a lot of friends and people to be like uh man uh just when we was watching the playoffs man like um who, who the fuck was they talking they was talking about somebody it might have been Danny Green PJ Tucker it was like like he was like um nigga they can give me that roster spot I'm like okay all right here all right look I used to say that shit when uh I used to say that shit when when it, uh Mario Chalmers. I, I can't to this day I don't I can't stand fuck Mario Chalmers only because this motherfucker felt like he was that guy on that Miami catch. squad. Because of what he did in K. He, he yeah, but I was like, bro, you you are on a squad with LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosch. Sit sit down and relax. Just do do your fucking job. That's all we need you to do. I, I told this motherfucker, I said, talk, because I've, I've seen Danny Green play in real life. I, you know, going down, a, you know, Chapel yeah. Hill and shit for summers, you know, and watching all the niggas play pickup games. I was like, no, I see Danny Green busting on the pass. I hey. have to see that for myself. No, it's 350 players in the NBA right. for a reason. So, and you know how many other people are trying to make it in? A million, in the, uh, if not more. Everybody. Yeah, so, so I thought, so I'm, I'm going to add to that. So I was on Twitter. And uh, 
of course, you know, uh, Brian Scalabrini's all, still always big. He's still big in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a clip where these, I think he was doing like a, uh, it was like a boy, I think it was a boy, either it was a high school or a boys and girls club. Mm-hmm. But like these young kids think, oh, it's, you know, it's Brian Scalabrini. We, mm-hmm. I can take him. I can take Start yeah, playing these jokers one on one. Y'all forget that these motherfuckers were pros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You walk in any local gym and, and bust your ass. The business. That That's why I'm like, I, as much as I would love, as much as I would love to go one on one with some of these, you know, some of the bitch players. I just want, I would want to do it just for the experience. But I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my ass bust. Because guess what? They made it. They they made it to the league for a reason. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I I'm just over here. I'm just over here trying to fulfill my so-called NBA, my my little so-called NBA dream. Right, absolutely. But no, these motherfuckers will bust. Yes, the the 15th motherfucking man on the bench will bust your ass. Yeah. Stop doing. Stop. Hey, save the embarrassment. Yeah. Save yourself from the embarrassment. Yeah, yeah that, that's these nice. Because you think, because you think that they've been on, the, they were on the bench that they can't play. No, right. these motherfuckers can hoop. And they're gonna take, and you know what? They're gonna take that the fact that they've been sitting on the bench they whole, you know, majority mm-hmm. of the career. They're gonna take that shit out on your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or they get out there and miss a couple shots and they cold and you're like, man, this motherfucker, they need to sit his ass down. I can do that shit. Right. I can da 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 da. Okay. A lot, these, a lot of these motherfuckers, you wouldn't even be able to dribble the ball against them. Bruh, couldn't get that bitch past half court. <laughs> yeah, that much shit. Half court, he probably, they might not even let you get four dribbles off. Bruh. They be on your ass for type of, yeah. Um, e, Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I... Well, the you already, M- you already know where my frustration about to go with this, man. <laughs> the, the, the NBA, man, I, like, I, I just hate that, um... If we can't reach an agreement or a deal, um, here's a list of teams that I want or like whatever else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I've I've said this plenty of times. Like, I'll be that one GM that's like, okay, nice list. You gonna play? Like, you playing here? <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you're playing here, like you. But he has so so the only thing only thing with Kyrie, he has the player out, right? So he can opt in, he can opt out. Mm-hmm. So if he opts in. He's gonna opt into a 30, 36.9, pretty much thirty-seven million dollar mm-hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. That's if he opts in. But he want a new deal on top of that. He, yeah. He opt in and but then. you want a new deal, but your the last two years have looked ugly, like super ugly. Right. Well, when he's been on the court, he's looked good. Yeah. But that when he's been on the court. Is the key thing. But you, you like Stephen A. Call you, you being a part-time player, like it's hard to, it's hard to fucking wrap my mind. If I'm an owner, uh-huh. if I'm an owner, the GM or whatever, and I'm trying to wrap my mind around what the fuck just happened within this past year, uh-huh. with you sitting out, sitting out at the beginning, and then. We finally, like, they finally, you know, lift the mandate, and then now you become, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, you become a part-time player uh-huh. because, you know, they're adjusting the mandate, and then they lift the mandate, and then, like, like it's just too, it's too fucking much. Right. 
that I've gone through with you, and this, and this is just in the past year, let alone since you got to fucking Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would have to work out a, a show me contract. Dog, we'll do a year year by year basis. You show me. Like, a lot of these people, man, like, um, I, I mean, hey, if, if he gets his way and he gets, he stays with the team, that's good. If not, you know, then they're saying, you know, that's going to affect, you know, what KD's next move. He's probably going to request a trade. So, I don't know. If, I, if, I'm KD, I get, if I'm KD, I get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this. Let me go. Let me go elsewhere. I don't give a fuck if I'm joining a winning team. I don't give a fuck at this point. Because the nigga that I thought that I could trust is on some bullshit. Pretty much. And now you, now your ass is trying to get up out of here because you and the net can't, can't agree to anything. And it's like, you leaving me here stuck. You leaving me here stuck with Ben Simmons' ass, who God knows when this nigga's, nigga's going to play. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I think, you know, looking back, I think we probably saw this coming. You know, yeah. this year, all this talk about, you know, the... LeBron and Kyrie, how they, you know, had conversations and, you know, uh, reminisced on, you know, Kyrie, like I had to grow up, you know, in that situation, you know, if, if I was, you know, if I had to do it again, like I wouldn't have left even the way I did. Like, you're, still gonna, like, you're still going to go to LA and fuck that shit up. So, let's, 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 let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why, why the, as, soon as, as soon as that shit came out about Kyrie, oh, Lakers fans galore, fucking fucking come out the fucking woodwork. You know, I'm on vacation. I believe PR got something to do with that. I, I, I believe somebody somebody from that, that LeBron camp probably said something about it, put out there, because, like I said, that interview yeah. only, like, lose to it, because, okay, they're, they talk, they've been talking. He, he calls him big bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, this so, ain't nothing new. Right. This ain't nothing new. Yeah, of course the Lakers name is all anybody. Nigga, but that laundry list of fucking teams, I was like, look, ain't but ain't but so many goddamn teams that shit got shot. Um the Lakers can't even pay him no money. Fuck no. That's why I was like, I don't even know why the Lakers are listed. But of course everybody's like, oh, trade trade Westbrook. I mean they committed to him. They can't I don't think they can. But dog, the Lakers the Lakers are about to be in the far in the fucking luxury tax, unless they sign fucking bare minimum ass players right. the, uh, this upcoming season. I think something was said like they can only give Kyrie; they only have like six million off him. Yeah, and so, so if he pass on this, he he's taking a, a 30, 30, uh, 30 million dollar cut. cut. Tell y'all suck my dick. Tell me, motherfucker, take thirty million less than what? Please. I opt in so goddamn fast. Like, nigga, give me, hey, l- at least let me be on the books for 36, for this 36, 37 million, and we'll figure that shit out from there. Because I'm not, I'm not finna, because me personally, I legend at the bank. That's what I want to be. I, you can be a legend at the court, on the court, or a legend at the bank. I'd rather be the fucking legend at the bank. That's yep. it. Yep. I want to be a legend at the bank when it's all said and done. Yes, I, Kyrie has a, well, shit. He, I don't think, yeah, they're discontinuing this shit with, with Nike, but still, he has a shoe, he has a shoe, the shoe deal that he had with Nike. Right. 
in whatever other endorsements that he's had prior prior to all this nonsense. But like in the grand scheme of things, nigga, I want to be a legend at the bank. Like my main sal- my main salary, all this all this endorsement money, that's my that's my play money. Pretty much that's my play money. Like or that's my money that's gonna take care of of all my business. But this motherfucking salary money, like, nigga, I want to be a legend at the bank when it's all said and done. Like, I want to be able to cash out check on check on check. Like, I want to be, my checks need to be up there when it's all said and done. So, if, like you said, if the Lakers can only offer me six mil, y'all, y'all, y'all better figure something out. Y'all better motherfucking deplete y'all entire roster. I don't give a fuck what y'all got to do. If y'all want me, you know. If playing with LeBron is what his end goal is, then yeah, the Lakers got some fucking work to do. But when it's all said and done, nigga, I'm going to go to the team that's going to make me a legend at the bank. And that's also going to make sense for me uh, playing wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I mean, and, and, that, and, and again, that's just us. That's us as, as fans mm-hmm. looking at it. But also, this also comes from a person who has a salary job and who who has to negotiate who has to negotiate their their contract. Well, not necessarily their contract, but has to has to negotiate their salary to make sure I'm getting what I what I'm paid. Like I I love my career, but at the same time, I want to make sure I'm getting what I'm worth. Right. Yeah. Um, a couple things we did. Well, I'm not gonna say we. I don't know. We're still talking about the NBA, yeah. but um, um, uh, Morgan Cato mm-hmm. hired by the Suns. Yeah. Um, the, um, but also with news, I guess we can combine both of them. Uh, uh, Suns also uh, VP VP of strategy Ryan Reach. Mm-hmm. He's just um came out revealed that he's a uh, he's gay. Yep. Um, so uh, don't. Those are two, I guess. I've been saying, Suns got a lot. They got a lot going on, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they yeah. got a lot going on. on. As we reported last week, yeah. yeah, that front office is something, something just, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know what they need to do in that front office, but uh-huh. for for those two individuals, for, for those two individuals. Congratulations to those Absolutely. two individuals. Uh, um, of course, uh, Morgan, major shout out uh, again with with her being a black woman and, and being able to get in get into into that area. But of course, the NBA is a lot more inclusive than the NFL is. Um, but for her to be able to get off in there into that organ that fucking dysfunction of an organization mm-hmm. hopefully she's a part of the solution uh yeah. moving forward um because again uh of what what we reported last week like it's just so much going on hopefully she's she's able to get in there and make a difference uh with the gentleman what was his name again i'm sorry ryan ryan reach uh Reachy. ryan reach shout out to you sir uh for being able to come out and 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 being comfortable with your truth, um, again with, with that organization, like now it's another it's another aspect that they have to deal with. I wonder how Robert so- how Robert Sarver is going to handle this or what he's going 
what he has to say about it. Uh, I would love to hear what he has to say. It, it's just like, again, it's just so much going on within that organization. So, um, he, he's the owner. Like, your voice needs to your voice needs to be heard on this, on, on all of this. Not even just with Ryan, but with everybody, everything that's going on. Like, your voice needs to be heard of all people. Between you and your GM, y'all need to be y'all need to be at the forefront, you know, letting people know what's going on. But, of course, I, of course, you know how we think it, this shit ain't going We ain't going to hear from Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, just it's to, gonna be reports. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> just, just to go back to the Warriors real quick. Um, yeah. Steve Kerr. Where, where is he ranking? Oh, he's up there. Um, I, I, I like. In, I like Steve Kerr on the strength that not only did he do it as a player, but he's doing it as a coach. Even yes, even we know that he has stuff. And he'll be the first person. He 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 said, "Hey, whenever I'm done with this game, the first thing I'm gonna do is thank Steph, uh-huh. as he should." But uh, again, like he's been, what I respect about Steve Kerr, he's been in those positions. He's been in all of those positions where he's been the player. He's been in the front office. Like he made he made all those necessary moves prior to becoming a head coach. So he got to see it from every level. So he knows he knows what he's doing. Steph Steph and Clay, Steph playing Draymond just made it a hell of a lot easier for him. Uh-huh. I, I will say that. They just made it easier for him. But uh overall like you still have to he just understands how he understands how to coach those top tier players like this. Cause you see, we've seen other coaches fucking fail at a coaching a LeBron, coaching a D Wade, uh, coaching a fucking Tracy McGrady. You know, coaching those top players, and they fall flat on their face. But he he's understood how to be able to not only coach your top tier player, but then make them work as a team. And, and now, not to not to say, we're, I definitely want to give uh, Mark Jackson his shout out because of course he helped he helped get that team together. But it it just translated better to once once Steve was in the head seat. So uh, I would I would definitely I would definitely put Steve in, in the top five. I say top between top. Because I would say Pop, Phil, Pat Yeah Steve You talking about coaches ever? I'm just I'm just trying to run down coaches Yeah you're like If we think of the top, top coach So Pat Pat, Pop, Phil who I say? Pat Pop, Phil. Uh, uh, who's number four? Before I got to uh, 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 you put, um, uh, Bill Russell? Oh, yeah, shit, Bill. But I, I would, and he was my black history player. He was like my black history, uh, athlete. Like, yeah. 
like he coached. He he coached and played. So I would put I would put Bill Russell up there because he did double duty. He did double duty. Shit. If he got shit, he might go number one just on the strength of that. But um, like we, but like overall, when you think of your top coaches, like I said, uh, Pop, Bill, Pat, Steve uh, Kerr's up there. But you also have to think about like your Lenny Wilkins, your your uh, Chuck Daly, your. Um, Tom, Tom, uh, Tom, damn, well, well, I can never get the guy of the, of the Rockets. Oh, Rudy, Rudy, Tom, Donovan. Rudy, yeah. Uh, Rudy, uh, Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Rick Carlisle. Who doesn't, who doesn't get a lot of, doesn't get a lot of, uh, pub. Um, um, is, would you put Billy Donovan in there? He's on the list, but he's down the list. Like he's not, I, he's not top ten. Like college wise, oh, Billy Donovan is up there. Like if we talking college, yeah, mm-hmm. Billy Donovan is up there. But pro, uh, George Carl, George Carl, he's on the list. Larry Brown, he's on the list. Uh, he's on the list. They're just not. I'm, okay. I'm thinking like top, yeah, 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 like your top true. coaches. Like we'll, we'll, we'll say top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Carl and Larry Brown might be in that top ten. Now, if we breaking the top five, then then yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. Damn, it's the goddamn coach. It's the coach in my head. Yeah. Uh, Don Nelson. Now, Don Nelson is. God, no. Although, <laughs> although Dan Tony, he, he invented an offense that that is a. Uh, and he's also he's also interested in coaching the Hornets. Yeah. So I think. Now I meant to, I wanted to put that on the rundown, but I, I figured we would talk about it anyway. Uh, as we kind of digress off the coach a little bit, well, not even, but I think. That might be a good fit, and here's why. You have a young team. What the young boys like to do? Fucking get up and down that court. His system, his system may work, but here's what here's the caveat. Uh, here's the caveat for that. You need to find a defensive-minded coach to go with that. You gotta have a defensive-minded coach to go with that. If not, then. You just scoring a shit ton of points. You going it's gonna be the Phoenix Suns all over again. Um, I'm trying to think of other like trying to think of other coaches that we could. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I when it comes to Steve Kerr, I I feel like he if he's not top five, he's He's at least six, seven right. at the, at right. the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would. Him. Yeah, I would put him. I would put him up there. Shit, he just seems like he he gets it. He gets mm-hmm. it from the standpoint right. of being able, like I said, being able to not only coach your younger players, but mm-hmm. being able to maintain Doc Rivers. Damn, there you go. So, it, and again, it's it just all of how you see how you see 
these coaches. Right. Uh, again, with Steve, I'm like, shit, he, he's done it from every level, but like as a head coach, he's won four. He's going forward with the same fucking, with the same nucleus. Nucleus, yeah, yeah. with that same core. So oh I mean, you, shit, why, why not put him up there in the top? Right. Of course, Steph. Where, where is he ranked for you? He's in the ten. Ten? Uh, yeah. He's not in five? No. Not yet. Who, who's your five? Ooh. Mike, yep. Uh, Shaq, uh-huh. Say Kobe. Mm-hmm. I would. Hey. I would probably put Magic. LeBron. And I mean, I was struggling because I was thinking about Tim Duncan. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like... Tim Duncan yeah. just ain't flashy, man. But that's the thing. You think about it. Tim Duncan got five rings, never missed the playoffs. I was gonna say I would put MVPs. Tim. I would put Tim in my top five. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would put Tim in my top five. Step, step, yeah, I don't. I, 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 hate, I, the, would, I hate the whole. Oh, he's past the Durant, the Steph versus Durant thing, man. I just, I, I really, I'm, I'm tired of they're two, di- they're two different positions. Yeah, they're two different positions. Granted, yes. For when you, from an outlook of of, of uh, usage and shit like that, yeah, they they are called on to be used the most. But again, they're two different positions. If Steph is killing it from from a position that you would never that you would never think that somebody at that stature could fucking dominate like that since fucking AI. Like AI dominated and he's shorter than Steph. But Steph is doing this, what, you what, 6-3? And it's fucking killing it. As much as as much as we love to talk about Kyrie, Kyrie's good. Like, he's great. But in the grand scheme of things, like, he's not Steph. He's not Steph. And when I say he's not Steph, like, motherfuckers corral around. Like, they want to be... They want to be around stuff. Like they want, motherfuckers want to play with stuff. No, like hands down. Because not only can this motherfucker shoot, but he's willing to pass the ball. He like he's he's gonna make sure that that he makes he's gonna make the right play. Now when that motherfucker's on fire, just just hand him just hand him the ball to get the fuck out of the way. But like when it comes from the grand scheme, from the overall aspect of from the point guard position, like like people want to play with Steph because they know they're they're gonna get the ball when it's all said. Like they'll get the ball when it's time. And it's not going to be like it's something forced. Like with Kyrie, it always feels forced that he's giving you the ball because we know Kyrie to be a scorer. And there's nothing wrong with that. We we know all all the scoring point guards. Uh-huh. But again, like you got to, uh, of course, us growing up, point guard was, was pretty much the extension of the head coach. So it's like making sure that this team runs, at, you know, making sure that yeah, the team like, is running yeah. like it's supposed to. Yeah. And it goes through you, but uh-huh. um, I would put stuff around six or seven as well. Thing was, 
Same with Steve. Well, shit. Steve is a little different, but uh-huh. as far as coaches, but as far as like players, yeah. Seven is around that six seven, that six seven range. Because we've had so many we've had so many greats in the game. Right. Again, like we didn't even mention Kareem. Uh-huh. Like again, if we continue to go down the list, yeah, Steph may go further down the list, but uh-huh. it's not but he'll still be on the list. Right. Like top ten easy. Yeah. Because he's been that he's been that influential of a player. Yeah. So absolutely. Um not a segment for the week, man. I saw this uh list of uh I guess you wanna I guess for for the power six coaches they had a, they had them ranked from yeah. one to seventy six. Man, we not go- first of all we're not going through all seventy six. We're gonna get y'all about ten to fifteen. Ah. Fifteen and then go get on these one. Yeah, we about to go get lit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not drinking finished up. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. So one was Bill Self. Uh, yeah. Two was the coach from Baylor, Drew. I forgot his, what's his first name? I forget. Drew. Tony Bennett from Virginia was three. Uh-huh. Uh, Musselman, Eric Musselman, four from uh, the Razorbacks. Uh-huh. John Calipari, five. I don't know why he's up there, but keep going. Bruce Pearl, six. Uh-huh. Um, Beard from Texas, seven. Uh, Cronin from UCLA, eight. Uh-huh. Um, Altman from Oregon, nine. Tom Izzo, ten. Um, who is this? Purdue, uh, Painter mm-hmm. is 11. Hubert Davis, 12. Uh, Alabama's coach, uh, 13. Oaks, mm-hmm. um, Arizona, Lloyd, 14, and 15. John Shire. Um, yeah, I'm um, um, so. Would I have would I have Hubert Davis as twelve right now? Probably not. I would not even have John Shire on this list because John Shire has yet to even yeah, coach. Yeah, I feel say yeah, he ain't coach yet. He ain't even coach a game. Um, I would have Bayheim higher. They got Bayheim at seventeen. Um, what? Yeah, I would have Bayheim higher. Bayheim is top top ten easy. Yeah. Um, Damn near uh, top five. Th- there's so many coaches on this list. So so I have a bone to pick. Because you have fucking Calipari at five, but you have Bayheim. Where was Bayheim again? At 17. Yeah, you got Bayheim at 17. Hell, he's behind Steyer. Right. Bayheim's won championships. Right. Multiple. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why? why? That's crazy. <laughs> they That's about, crazy. They about to make they about to make fucking spaz out. <laughs> they about to make fucking spaz out. This, y'all give Calipari all this fucking. Y'all give this nigga so mm-hmm. much praise, and this motherfucker has only won one championship. Right, and and, one. and, and have had some the of, best yeah. of the best. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would I would have Jim Laranaga higher twenty six than twenty seven. No. Miami, I, I would have them higher. Uh, right. You know, uh, y'all, this they about to make me fucking spaz out yeah. on this shit. It's crazy. Um, I but, put Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne ain't coach shit for Louisville yet. And I put Kenny Payne over Cal Perry at this moment. Shit. <laughs> just because. Just because I'm spiked. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, shit like, it, it's shit like that. Uh, Bill Self Bill being number one. Like, yeah, I think Shaka Smart is is higher than forty three. Hell yeah, I think Woodson is higher than forty four. He did it at VCU and Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, hmm, okay, this, this looks a little... Mm. But that, that top 15 is really what, when I saw John Shire, yeah, not that he's, you know, Duke coach, but like like we said, he, he hasn't even coached a college game right. yet. Right. Um, Bruce Pearl, I might, I would put Bruce Pearl over Calabari. I probably would. I would probably, I would just on the Izzo on would the, be higher than. Hell yeah! I don't know is. why Izzo is at ten. Right. He's won multiple championships. Uh-huh. And he does a lot with the with with with, with a little bit. He you know you never hear his name in that category. But um, because guess what, motherfucking Michigan State is always in the fucking right. tournament, ready to rock. Yeah. When it's all said and done. Yeah. He may he may take them early losses, those those uh big time losses, and that's because he's trying to figure out that team, get that or make sure his team is ready. Mm-hmm. But when they go into conference play, oh, Michigan State always they always show a hell. And one one thing to think about with Michigan State, when the last time you ever heard them getting like big recruits? Never. And, and they're, they, I don't ever remember, like, I don't remember hearing their name being like, oh, they got one of the top five, top 10 recruits. Yeah, but they always, they're always in the conversation when it matters. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Jawan Howard. I would put Jawan Howard up there. Yeah, I, okay, I, did not know, I did not know Mc, Dougie McDermott, Dougie, Dougie Bucket, McBucket was the coach of Creighton mm-hmm. until just now. That's the, uh, the dad, right? That's the dad. Oh, that's dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would put Juwan Howard uh, uh, definitely. I would put him in top fifteen on the strength of what he's done for, for Michigan. Yeah, I like uh, what him and Hubert man. They're bringing in a new like era of, of coaches that uh, that we want to see. Yeah. I think that we we should see. Um, so I, I'm excited about it, man. Oh yeah. Um, Penny could could be in that conversation, yep. but it's just too much surrounding that that program and what he has going on now, whether it's food violations, this and that. So, um, yeah, man. And yeah. Right. looking at the looking at the rest of this, man. Uh, although, like I said, I, I can't wait to see what Kenny Payne does in Louisville. That's just me being being in Louisville and, and like hearing the buzz around the city. Um, of course, Alabama coach O—he's been doing his thing. Uh, I need to see how how we retool for for the next for this upcoming season. Um, but hell, he's done a hell of a recruiting job uh-huh. for for it to be Alabama because hell. You've never heard motherfucker. The the top the top prospect that we had was motherfucking Colin Sexton. But that was under damn uh AJ uh AJ Johnson. That was when he was coaching, so but with Coach Oates, he, he's done well. He's coached. He, I mean, shit. He's got us to the fucking big dance consistently. So that's a good start. Um, like I said, I'm interested to see like what the rest of the this list. I'm interested to see what what this uh, what these coaches do. Again, it's just. 
college basketball is not what it used to be so following it is a lot harder for me because we don't have those we don't have those players that have been there for a while and that's made that's made their their name known and, and not you know they haven't made their name known and, and you just have players who are coming in with the name so to speak because they're highly they're highly touted yeah. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, man. Uh, of course, as we always do. Uh, don't worry about it. I gotta say, <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have an athlete because he he, he pulled up to Miami early, and, and rightfully so. You know, I had the most time. I got to I got to do my due diligence. So, I'm shouting out Miss Gabby Douglas. <laughs> She is a retired. <laughs> I, you're, she's retired at what? Twenty? I think she's like twenty-seven now. Is that? I think she's like twenty-seven. But she's retired. She's a retired uh, artistic gymnast. Uh, she is a 2012 all-around champ, uh, Olympic. Excuse me, 2012 Olympic all-around champ, 2015 world all-around silver medalist. Uh, she was a part of the 2012 and 2016 Summer Olympics team that Fierce Five that they that they labeled she's the first African-American to uh, to become the Olympic individual all-around champion uh, and the first U.S. gymnast to win gold in both individual all-around and team competition. For the same month, and she's also the 2016 AT&T American Cup All-Around Champion. So again, shout out to Miss Bagley. So, dog, to be retired at 26, and that's not saying that like she's retired. From, but we some of course, when we say retired, we look at look like my like my dog retired, yeah. <laughs> living that retired life. Trying, trying. Of course, uh, as always, how I normally do. Bad. How? Play some traveling music. Everybody's going downtown on the A train. I've been having motherfucking random songs play. Of course, y'all haven't heard the lyrics because I motherfucking tuned it out. I tuned it out because we were uh, we was on IG Live for a little bit. So, of course, to keep from getting kicked, I motherfucking set, set this up. But we're going to let... We're going to let... Uh, Kendrick, take us out. King Kendrick. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, yes, rocking with yes. us, supporting us, all that good stuff. Um, especially being patient with us while we down here in uh, the Sunshine State, doing weather and in good company. You know, we, we, we might be intoxicated a little bit. Make the wrong turn, be your 
but we got through this episode. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Yes, please like, share, subscribe, comment, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, I have, I just got to post the clip. I, I chopped them all. All the, I know I stopped at like 26 to 27 on the Instagram page. I've chopped them all up. I just need to go through and post them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, try to through my head and my heart. I, yes. It, it's just, hey, doing all this social media work and then trying to work and all this other shit, uh-huh. it's hard to do, hard to maintain, but uh, I promise y'all, I promise y'all I'll do better. But, again, Red Prime Minister, smirky yes, little asshole, uh, we're going to get back at y'all next week. Yeah, hey. I said I do this for my culture to let you know what a nigga look like in a bulletproof rover in my mama.